right here on Weird Science. Turn on that spotlight, Eric. How are you doing there, buddy boy? Spotlight on. Spotlight is on. Uh, and I just want to go and tell you some official things here, Eric. Oh. Welcome official. to welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast Spotlight, the official spotlight of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast that comes out each and every Sunday night. This is a dip-your-toe-in deal for people who don't want to listen to a very long podcast. Now, I say that our podcasts have been a little more manageable, at least sure for have. people not recording them uh, <laughs> lately, because we haven't had as many books. Uh, we've actually had, you know, an annuals week last week yeah. uh, and things like that, so. You know, when we say more manageable, that means five to six hours. Uh, I think that the, you know, we're, we're living the good life right now. Uh, soon we're going to be back to the eight, nine hour deal. And I, I've actually had some people I complain. It's so funny. I'm like, we, we now are getting to a manageable podcast. People, you know, and then I get complaints. Boy, I get this done by lunch on Monday oh. when usually your podcast lasts me on the sorry. Tuesday. It only takes us all week to record. Oh sorry. my goodness. Listen to you, Eric. But that is a bit of a push towards something that Luis told me this week that's going to be on the mail this week on the regular podcast that we also have a Patreon account. So if you sure. end up with some time to kill and you want to listen to more Eric Shea, you certainly can go over I'm to our so Patreon sorry. account at patreon.com slash weird science where we have a plethora of shows, including like this spotlight. We have another spotlight over on the Patreon account. That's two books every Thursday. And this week, the badasses picked Batman Prelude to the Wedding, Nightwing versus Hush number one, and the unexpected number one by Steve Orlando. Also, if you've been following at home, our protest about having the Batman book on a regular podcast continues, and we're going to be talking about Oops. Batman 48 on uh, the Patreon as well. So if you do tune in on Sunday or after this even, you listen to this spotlight, which you would see already, we're talking about the Wonder Woman annual number two on this spotlight. If if you think you need some other books, you want to hear a little more Eric Shea in your ear holes, as they say, you that. can go over to the Patreon, sign up, and get right away if you just want you know something current Tonight, we put up the spotlight of the prelude to the wedding and the unexpected. Uh, the Batman will be up tomorrow, but you'll get those shows uh, with that. And as I always do near the beginning of the month, if you do go and sign up right now, though you'll have to enter in credit card information, all that stuff. Well, that's already a turn off to some people, Seriously. but you will not be charged until the 1st of July, which means – and I say that. I'm not saying that if you sign up, you're definitely getting charged. If you quit before then – you obviously are not going to get charged then. So you can use it as a free trial, see what we got, see if we uh, do as much as we claim we do, Eric. And the answer is yes, we do. Okay. Maybe even a little more. Uh, but yeah, you can go over there and listen to those books just uh, as we go into this. You can also find us on Facebook at Weird Science DC Comics, Podbean at uh, Weird Science DC Comics at Podbean.com. We're on Twitter at Weird Science DC. And we do have a website where we write written reviews of all these comics at Weird Science DC Comics.com. We also are available on anywhere you, you know, listen to the podcast, wherever you're listening to this. And we're on iTunes. And if you go over there and give us a rating and a review, we'd appreciate that. That's always It'd be nice. so cool of you. It would be cool. Eric Shea would never do it, so why should you? But, yeah, you don't be have to better be. better than it's Eric like, Shea. I'm telling you, like, don't be Eric Shea. 
<laughs> That's basically the whole gist of it. But we're here to talk about Wonder Woman Annual, and I'm going to go and tell everybody that Eric Shea is about to inform us of what's going on. Eric, go for it. Wonder Woman Annual Number 2, written by James Robinson, with art by Mark Laming, Fraser Irving, Jay Calfiore, Steven Segovia, David Barron, Alan Pasolacqua, and Seda Timofante. For our second annual, Dinah is ripped away from her Dark God's problems on Earth, only to find that Zamoran is facing the same fate. And with that fate, we get the background to the Dark Gods and some nonsense about how they're from the Dark Multiverse and how Diana wished them there. After using the Star Sapphires and the combined power of love, they stopped the god of love, Carnell, but Wonder Woman's problems are only beginning because the rest of the Dark Gods are still on Earth waiting for her. Right here on Weird Science. Yes, Eric, you are correct. And yeah, this is a weird one. Number one, it's weird just that we're getting the annual now. It was delayed. Yeah. Uh, we obviously had annual week last week, and it, it messed up Eric Shea's head because he ended up finishing his regular Wonder Woman, and it's said to be continued in the annual, and then there was no but annual. But I didn't get the annual. Do no. I have to wait till August? Yeah, this and that's the next annual week is August, and we were thinking of it like it made no sense to us anyway because James Robinson isn't going to be on the book yeah. then. But boy, are they really doing this? Like Wonder Woman isn't going to be in the rest of at least James Robinson's run. Like she's going to be stuck on Tamarind this whole time. Obviously, that was not the case. Tamarind. We found out. Here, yeah, Zamarin, and uh, yeah, what did that? What did I say, Tamarin? Uh, well, we we get this where she's there, and it's it's like the typical annual. Yes, it ties into the regular story. Thankfully, because I was really afraid it was going to be its own separate thing. Yeah. But since it does tie in, I actually had a little bit of better feeling I, it, about it. It's okay. The problem is, it's like all these books now. Where you have an annual here, a lot of times, a lot of people would like to just back off and say, I don't buy annuals. You have a lot of people. Like, I, I'm telling you, one of the big things that I hear in the Get Fresh crew, Eric, boop, boop. Uh, is that, hey, what? Annuals week, or as I call it, skip week. Yeah. People say this all the time. Uh, but this is like one of those where I almost say that they, they're holding you hostage or making you want. And, and it's, it's one or the other. Like some people don't like that. Like they would appreciate. It. I wish all annuals were part of the story because you get the extra space. You can, exactly. you know, flesh out some things. Some people though like a fun one shot or something they can skip, kind of relax a little. With this, it does tie in, but the tie in it is so like – I'm telling you right now, if you're at home and you're like, boy, I'm going to listen to them talk about this and I'm going to decide if I really need to get this issue, you don't. And what we're going to tell you is enough. And to me, this is like oh, – yeah. li listening to us talk about it here to me is kind of the equivalent of somebody going to the comic shop and paging through it. Like I wonder exactly. if I need to read this. And as you're paging through, there's a couple things that you do get going forward, but it's nonsense to me. And it's forced. And it's just almost like you need that he, James Robinson had this annual and he needed to write something for the annual. So that's how you got this. Again, it's almost like the equivalent of I say where the writer's writing a story and forces the character in. He's writing an annual and forcing his story into it because you you were getting this extra. Well, even the idea of the here. annual where we have to go, the Star Sapphires take the Wonder Woman away. It's like you know I I'm writing Wonder Woman. Now, I'm J I'm I'm freaking James Robinson here. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself. What are some big moments that people loved Wonder Woman? Well, they thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, she became a Star Sapphire. Yeah, so that's let's tie how you that get in. that. Ah. You, there's a god of love. We're going to have dark gods. So we can put the god of love over there in Xamarin. Yeah, yeah. And even with the god of love, that's going to tie into like you, you see as this is going on, you are getting – James Robinson has had a weird run here. It's not been great. A lot of people yeah. have even bailed. But with that, you have this weird connection to the Greg Rucka run there because it's almost like some points you get the idea that he's forced to kind of go with the plan 
Then he kind of backs off and wants to dig into Greg Rucka by any t- when people really go out of their way to mention like the Greek gods and the Zeus yeah. and this and stuff like that. It really seems like that's a dig if you mention anything about like we've seen, you know, her and Themyscira in this run, even though it was kind of like she couldn't go, whatever. But that yeah. kind of seemed like a dig. So he's jumping back and forth with that. But this one is like one of those. It's going back to that idea of Wonder Woman saves the day with love. It's a very right. Greg Rucka idea where you go with this love God and whatever. Well, um, Tony, it's along the lines of what we had at the end with the, you know, where Diana gets down on her knees and so like subjugates herself to the whole idea where she's and the I, I wanted to bring it up to Rocky, is, who's probably listening, like, on her knees. But yeah, exactly, I mean, on her knees. But the thing is, where you had this whole idea from the, you know, Greg Rucka's year one story, here it's like, I'm going to kill him with love. Yeah. And this sword I'm going to impale Carnal with. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's almost like you can see him giving it if, if you look at it in a certain way you squint a little and look it's almost like what he does is to just dig into greg rucka like yeah. this is a, again like you just said this is the continue of love but you know what i like that she was the god of war i like that she was like this warrior so yeah she's gonna use her love the love at the end of a sword that's powered <laughs> up by the star sapphire powerful love yeah isn't it and, uh, yeah, so you, you get that, and it's very odd, but where you really start running into things in my mind is, number one, you have an annual, you have the opportunity to sit there, and what I would wish would go on instead of this where we just – this annual leads directly from one page at the end of the last issue. I'd like it if you have an annual and you're sitting there, you're James Robinson, you're his editor and things and like, James, uh, there's a couple things in this run here that you, you didn't have time, like the way the book is, you didn't have enough space or time or whatever to explore, and maybe they could help the story. Like, what are those? And one of them is Jason, and one yeah. of them is Jason and the armor, and I know that he probably has that all planned for later or whatever, so it's probably something that we'll get, but the whole idea of Jason and what he is and what he isn't and all this stuff, there, there's a lot in my mind, there's a lot of stories, and that is the classic, would be the classic annual for this oh, yeah. at this point where you could even say to people, like, you know, you're not going to say it. You want them to buy every issue, but you can kind of give them the wink of, listen, uh, this is an annual. If you like Jason, if you want to know more about him, here's where you can go. And when we go forward, it's going to make the story better because I'm going to give you something that you're going to actually really get attached to Jason more than we have now. And let's go with that. And that seemed like that would be the obvious instead of at the end of last issue, Wonder Woman saying, all right, we're going to force this in just to have this. And then at the end, she just goes back. I mean, really, everything that happens here just kind of happens because he wants it to. Yeah. And that's where we're going to go with. But yeah, you start throwing dark multiverse. You start, you know, mentioning things. And to me, the one thing when we get to it is so ridiculous. And, and in my mind, it makes Wonder Woman, uh, very selfish, but also leads you to think like, okay, what she's done here. What else is going on? Because what I'm saying is that basically these dark gods and this dark pantheon came about because at the end, when you had the wishing at the, the end of the Kumbaya circle, circle in, in the in end metal. of metal, it seems that Wonder Woman wished for the gods back. And we'll get to it more when we get to that. But the fact of the matter is 
you know, did Flag, all those heroes that were there, did they have these? Like, is this just going to be a forced way to make things fucked up? I'm telling you, the whole thing is like this whole monkey paw situation, which we were joking ourselves all week about because she wished for the gods back, but she didn't specify which gods. gods. Yeah, I just think, you know, there's Batman. I wish for my parents back. Is that what we got with the booster of the gift arc? But whose parents? But But what parents? What timeline parents? I said, I was joking, and I said, that'd be like me i'm like okay i'm in the kumbaya circle yeah i've talked about it before i'm a wizard of oz fan so i'm there and i'm like man i wish i was in oz next thing i'm in that hbo show in a in a in a I'm dropping soap in yeah. prison. This isn't what I meant. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. But yeah, when we get Monkey to it, I, I have some other theories that I'll talk about because it is a ridiculous concept. And I think it's even more ridiculous than what they really spell out. Uh, and actually, what I think that it would spell out might lead to, like, I would love to think that it would be a better story, but it'd be interesting. But it starts off where Wonder Woman's there. And you get a lot of back and forth here for a lot of page space of why am I here? Why did you bring me here? Why did you get this? I have, yeah, I have shit going on. And they're like, no, no, we brought you here. There's this monolith here, uh, just like on Earth. And she's like, oh, they're just like that. And the star gods. I think I might have had something to do with what's going on Earth. And if this is here, just like on Earth, I might have had something to do with this here as well. I guess I better stay. Yeah, I guess I better stay because I love you guys. And with that, as this goes on, it gets even more forced because of the idea of, yes, it is her fault, but also this god of love has kind of manipulated the star sapphires to want to get Wonder Woman, bring her here, and it starts getting very convoluted, very run around uh, to just get a story that really is about nothing and really doesn't do anything except piss I, I a bunch of people off. I love the whole thing, too. It's like, you know, the star sapphires, they try to get rid of this god on their own. They had all their going, like, you know, all their best going at Carnal, mm-hmm. and Carnal has the power of love, but the cruelest yes. love at all. So when Carnal hits you with one of his blasts, it becomes if you have any kind of it like judges with your, your love. love. Exactly. Yeah. Jealousy, anything that's wrong in there, it burns you up from the inside. So Della Ferron, their leader's yeah. dead. All these other freaking star sapphires dead. Carol Ferris, oh, oh, she's the greatest. We couldn't get a hold of her. She's off doing something. But you, Wonder Woman, you needed to be here to help us. And I just, it's this whole wraparound. No. Well, where Carnal is here to get Wonder Woman here because Wonder Woman being the wisher of these gods is the one that holds the key to stopping them as so well. Not, or we need to take care of Earth. While she's away here on Zemra. And, and in a twisted way, as I'm reading this, I'm like, okay, like, oh, listen, you know, you may think you love, but is your love this and that? I'm like, it all, love lately, love, everything love, leads love, back love, to love. me about fandom and Twitter. Now I'm there like, I'm, hey, I'm a Star Wars fan. Like, really? Are you? Let me judge you. Oh, you didn't like this. Get out of town. Like, that's ah, what it seemed to me. It's no. like almost like a, and it, it's like a, uh, not a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like a, a roadblock because in your mind, the way they're describing it, like what is perfect love? Like this guy has the out on everywhere. He has his own little personal monkey paw going yeah. where he can say, oh, you think you love, you know, your friends? Well, isn't that a selfish love because you want them to love you back? Like you, you could always ah. get out of that. Oh, no. And so with that, you do Until get the you're fans. Wonder Woman, you could just bear the fucking brunt yeah. of it and just get, get you know, And get that's the weird it. thing. It's like because as we go, yeah, you, you basically fight love with ultimate love, powered up love with a sword. I don't get yeah. it. But at this point, you get the fan service moment. Hey, if I'm going to be here, might as well get in my old suit, right? Make me, a, you know, a star sapphire again. And she's there and she's like, oh, yeah, Johnny you know, Johnson's I was doing this. Too. You get a little call back. You know, this is like it was during Blackest Night. Yeah. And you have that. Uh, you know that. Uh, 
I love the idea where I hate when the characters name things that wouldn't be named in the universe. Like, I'm right. telling you, Blackest Night, maybe somebody would have come, well, but the, that's just the, the name the of the trade, but she says named. it. Well, this is the problem. She doesn't say it like it was named. She actually twisted in the way that I like, and this is a point that she didn't need to do it. That's my whole point. When Flash says, oh, that was a Flash point, it's almost like he's making fun of himself if he would say that. She doesn't say, oh, it was like this during Blackest Night. She goes, on that dark Blackest Night, and it's almost like, why are you twisting it to say on during Blackest Night? But yeah, yeah you get that, because I guess James Robinson thinks it's silly to say it again, but that kind of was named, so you yeah. kind of could go with that. Uh, but yeah, she's just going to go, and, and you it get... It was the oh, prophecy of the Blackest Night. That's what I'm saying. So he ends up doing what I usually hope they do, but it, you don't have to do it here. And, and with that, you continue getting this just talking between the star sapphires of like what do you want us to do nothing now okay well you're great i love you oh you're based on love and it really you're not getting anything i mean by this point we're already many pages in and we've had a fan service moment yeah. of her becoming a star sapphire Ding. and not much not much at all and then she goes up and like i'm gonna head up there and then go, go. And, and attack this god and with this i don't know about you but I know that at points they may have used the pronoun, you know, they may have used he or him right. up until this point. I don't know that I realized that. I'm re and the first time you see this god, I thought it was a woman. So I actually I. thought it, it was a woman. It wasn't until they said he, he that he. I realized it was a he. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why are they using pronouns? And with that, it's a god, Maybe so it doesn't matter. That, you know Love, that's, that has to do with women. Yeah, but even with, yep, yeah, I'm telling you, the first bit with the, the How flaming dare. hair and stuff and the whatever, it, it looks like a woman. And then when, when it eventually turned into, uh, he likes this, I'm like, what, what did I miss? Like, what's going on? Uh, cause it really does look like a woman, you know, a goddess, but it doesn't really matter. But when they say he, it threw me off. But yeah, they're fighting and Wonder Woman really can't, you know, beat this god. And the so god just since talks Wonder trash. Woman can't beat the god. Let me tell you my origin story. Yeah, there was a boy. His mother was broken by a wanton father who forced her to cheapen herself further with wraiths and underbeings. The mother died beaten to death. When he saw her blood still dripping from the fists of his father, the boy ran fearing the same fate. The boy loved his mother but hated his father and the world. Both emotions, love and hate, burned so brightly that even from within the darkness of the world – their glow caught the eye of the mighty King Best, nonsense. who changed the boy into a man-god. Yeah, just nonsense. And really, we need this? Like, this is where I said, <laughs> I want to see more about Jason and something that would mean something in the story. Not this nonsense, but also thrown in there is this, you know, hey, uh, you destroyed the, the dark multiverse, and you did this. I'm like, the whole idea of going forward, and if the dark multiverse is mentioned, I'm so confused now because at the end of Metal, I really thought that that was all taken care of. Like we have our regular multiverse. We have our whole deal. And this, you know, the underneath here, that's kind of gone there. It was a corrupt deal. It was going on. I thought that what happened with the source, well, all that, that got rid of this. So what, what's weird about this is you have these gods, this dark pantheon. Me and you could easily just go with the idea of it's source wall shenanigans because yeah. we, we're doing this all over the place, especially in Justice league and stuff but i can go with the idea the source wall broke and it created these old gods that we don't remember this was that it's wonky whatever once you start pulling out like you just you know you came in and tapped into our beautiful dark multiverse we see it as a paradise we were gods who were even worshipped we were everything but yet they weren't yeah you, you get this back and forth with this and then the but, whole idea too is that like you know 
Diana during the Kumbaya Circle of Hope. Yeah, and that's where this comes out. She wished for the gods to be here. And for some reason, even though we have 12 of the dark gods themes, five of them are here, including King Beth. Yeah. And how are the other seven supposed to maintain their world and the worshippers if King Beth isn't with them? To me, where you have, like I said, like I'm like, hey, I wish I was in Oz. And then I'm in the the prison picking up the soap in the HBO show. You know, I can see a progression there, but the idea of you wish for the gods to be back, but you didn't say which, like, wh- what did they roll dice? There and is a lot of other gods. Of the freaking, yeah. all of the and, gods. And why what I'm saying is, what about the, what about the Norse gods? What about the Egyptian gods? Like, why would it be these gods? There was never a thing where he says, like, well, you know, when you were doing this, you had your mind half on the dark multiverse because that's what they were trying to beat. And then the gods, that intermingled. There's no reason why, where, where you get the monkey paw, where the, the finger goes down. Gods, where to me, maybe an interesting, more interesting story of this would be all the gods. She just said gods. So why isn't it all the gods came back? When did the gods really leave, though? Because they were just there to teleport Jason away and give him armor. Yeah, and that's the whole deal where where you're saying that. But where I get the idea, and I said earlier, they're there, and they're in a kumbaya circle to show that love and hope and the dreams and all that will be able to make the universe right again. And she's thinking of a personal thing about wanting the gods back. Like I said, what? where do you get this idea? And that's what I said at the beginning. Like, did Flash wish something? Like, and I, I'm telling you, I don't remember exactly the amount and who was there. But, you know, the people there, uh, what were they wishing then? Well, I the said, is, did they... The way that, you know, it was spelled out at the end for the idea that, you know, Carter Hall had these visions of what has changed because of what they did. Yeah. And we're like... You know, Diana, there's going to be a dark pantheon. For some reason, I'm like, Atlantis is going to be raised to the surface. That was Aquaman's wish. Yeah, but we that wasn't a wish. That wouldn't be a wish of his. And that wouldn't be a wish. And and uh, the wish of, of the Flash, Flash was, was to fight Wally? Like, these aren't wishes, and we're not going to hear anything. I one true I don't Flash. think we're going to hear about these wishes of anything else but this. I said, what really happened is you go back there, and she's like, huh, I wonder what everybody else wished for. You go back, and in the Hall of Justice right now, all the Justice League members that are male are sitting there with 18-inch cocks. That's all they want, Eric. Their, yeah. their wishes are there. Hey, they look at each other, laugh, and point. You you wish for the same thing. Of course <laughs> I did. They're like, well, where is this wishing deal? And it makes – and what I really laughed about the whole deal about this is, is the idea that – The monkey paw there trying that, to the, find pants at fit. Yeah, really. No, there is no monkey paw. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And uh, with that, you have the idea – and it made me laugh so much because this is your book that you review on the site. So I'm like, boy – this really sets up that the story that Eric really wanted. You were looking forward to this dark oh, pantheon, now dark gods story. Cool. And now not only is it not as big and, and important as you once thought, but now it's actually hinged on the thing that drove you the most nuts about metal. So that it ended with the wishes. DC comic events ending in wishes. With wishes. So like, what is the fuck is that? And this? now you're going off from that for more wishes here. And like I said, where, why, of those wishes. basically to me, it's, it's pointing out that she is so selfish that while everybody else, you, you see them around the circle and they're all like, oh yeah, you know, we're going to do this. All right. Everybody hands in whatever. And that, you don't see Wonder Woman's just looking off of the distance. I wish the gods were here, even though I just saw Zeus and he got, Die, exactly. Like, say, the like, I wanted about. to bring back the, the father of... It's just wonky. And the whole deal, like I said, the monkey paw of not spelling out which gods, then why were, were it these? 
Why would exactly. it be every god? Why wouldn't every and why pantheon would it only be a come select back? Few of these dark gods yeah, doesn't make Not sense. All of them. It, it's just forced in. It's made up nonsense and doesn't make sense. And with that, you you get the whole idea where she comes up with this idea. I mean, there's not much to this deal uh, because then she's kind of knocked out. She comes to, she wakes up, they wake her up, and she gets the idea, okay, this is a god of love. The best thing to destroy a god of love, you know, Eric, is more love. Yeah, I mean, course. right there you go. And, I, you know, you could even turn it into an idea of, like, you know what? You're the god of love. But as I always found out, you can't love, you can't have love unless you love yourself. I don't know, something stupid. But it doesn't make sense. It's oh, and that thing I want, to, I want to touch on too before we just get too far about it because I just remembered the whole thing too, is that while Diana wished for the gods to be back and she, what she got was the dark gods and they're angry about this. At the point of her wish, the dark gods made her think that that was just a dream so she wouldn't yeah. remember it so she couldn't yeah. prepare yeah, for she the dark prepare. gods arrival. It's all forced in. And then you get the idea of the – like I said as well, like the whole, hey – uh you know, why did they, why did the Star Sapphire send me here? Oh, I made them think that that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. Now, another thing that's weird, too, is uh, can we go with this? Because as I look, it does really seem it. At one point, when they're there, like, hey, even you moving so quickly, you evade my blast, fear what might lurk within your heart. If I hit one, if I hit, if one hits you, so, and then hits, and there's a very similar panel behind Wonder Woman that really is all of the Wonder Woman's from almost all of them from Greg Rucka's run that yeah. shatters. And that was kind of a thing that Greg Rucka did, you know, kind of getting rid of a lot of things in his run with that shattering deal like that. What the truth is, is and the lies yeah, shatter behind is, her. Is that him now? Again, is this James Robinson? I swear to God, he's trolling, you know, Greg Rucka constantly because there are points where I see the uh, specifically, you know, Nicholas Scott's art on a lot of these right. and the one where she's flying with Steve Trevor under her arm and stuff like this. This all gets shattered so in a roundabout way is this a weird deal where this is wonder woman reborn out of nowhere that nobody knows about and nobody signed off because i swear to god <laughs> that would be so amazing. i swear to god that that's what he's doing no way annual issue with the god yeah, of love of just there you thought you knew the truth uh-uh yeah, it's no. all truth now must be wonder woman reborn <laughs> i'm telling you behind that it's shattered like the truth before that was shattered that made it so that all of that other nonsense didn't make sense. So I'm going with it. The hell with Greg Rucka. She's going to leave this and go right down to Damascara. Uh, but yeah, you get this and, and you go with the whole deal where That's they the are best. just. Just imagine, you know, Greg Rucka, he's like, he's going to go just do this epic running, but he realized, uh, it's too much for me to do. So I'm just going to leave now and, uh, Themyscira's off limits now. It's, it's yeah, locked yeah. up. You can't use it no more. James Robinson comes in. Yeah, all that stuff he was doing. Fuck that. It's back yeah, open, baby. I'm, I'm telling out. you, it looks like that. It looks like it's all shattered. And, and with that, even I, I even see parts where you have the cheetah. I mean, this is all from Greg Rucka's run. And he, he gets word. Like, hey, Greg, uh, Robinson's up to it again. Oh, oh what did, what did JR do this time? Oh, you won't get this. Robinson. Yeah. He, he ended up getting rid of like saying that everything that you did was a lie. And it's like, well, you know what? Every writer can do it. No, no, no. He did it in an annual. That son of a bitch. Like, I'm there's like, something about an annual like, shouldn't what? be this. Let's just say that like she gets hit by this fucking blast of love again where it shatters and there's just Ferdinand shattered. <laughs> He's gone. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Great. Ferdinand. Oh no. no. 
There you, you go. You're not Minotaur, you. So, so much nonsense. And then out of that, out of the shatter, actually comes Bondage Minotaur from Azarello's run. I'm back, Whoa. baby! He goes off. But yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I think we've seen something more important than anybody spelling out. Uh, I don't but think yeah. anybody's going to go with anything that really no, happens in this no, run. No. And, and then it, it's kind of a it, – it's one of those things that – I appreciate the way this is going, too, because you end up now – I'm reading this. I'm trying to get done. I'm not going to pretend. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get this done for the podcast. All of a sudden, it's like James Robinson has run out of things to say at this point, and you get these you know, stylistic panels that look – I like even, those. Yeah, it actually reminds me of that one uh, Arkham Asylum book uh, that I think maybe Azarello did. I can't, but it, it, it's like a stylish deal. But it's it, there's not a lot of story going on, and they're just fighting back and forth. You're getting the, uh, you know, actually, you're getting the origin of the of a god that we I don't really care about yeah. and all that. But that's again, that's when she decides Diana out of nowhere decides to regroup, power my sword up with your love, and you, you know, my you love and your love deal. together will be our victory yeah and then just basically says i you know what you're a god i think you aired carnal i guess is then you you know yeah. you told me your origin so that's where you went wrong because you're sad you're boring and, and with that i feel pity for you i feel pity and love so take this and a, a love made 100 fold no i'm like what well, well shouldn't this power him I, I mean really should this power him that i would think that what would kill him would be hate i i don't know i i just don't know or make him not love something i it's just weird that you're you're there and somebody who's it'd be like superman like you think you got it good here well i'm gonna defeat you by giving you a solar system with seven yellow suns oh no I'm done. It just doesn't make sense to me. And he just disappears basically like, oh, well, I'm not dead and my brothers are already and my brothers and sisters are already at Earth and they're going to screw you up big time and then just disappears. And then she's just left to be like, oh, well, Star Sapphires, guess I got to skedaddle back to Earth, but it's good to see you and I hope I can count on you later if I need you, wink, wink. And they're like, yeah, whatever. They're like, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I just like look where she's like oh right and as she's shaking her head yes they're like no you see people in the background going we're not helping her there's no way and uh, yeah and that's it and, and back at earth it seems that she's you know it's the the, the dark gods are there and she, now yeah. she's gonna have to fight them yeah that's basically you know what he said at the end oh you think you won the battle hasn't started they're already at earth going and, and again if you want to get it to twist and turn into something that you know annoys me it now almost as if they were on Kalu and they're going back to earth here to stop the omega it's almost the same deal like okay i gotta get back to earth and fight these titans that are there and we're gonna go these gods or whatever and it's just a cut this is an annual that didn't answer really any questions it only gave me more questions with no answers or answers that uh, are nonsense like about the dark no, gods i'm we telling don't you but that's the problem is though i didn't need to hear that they were made by her wishes you didn't need that. You you could have just said that, like I told you at the one point. Yeah, I wonder what's going on. Oh, you know when that source well broke? A lot of nonsense there. I have enough. This idea of wishes just made it that you didn't need to make this that personal to Wonder Woman to make it you know bigger. It didn't make it bigger. It made it stupid to me and it made it ridiculous. I would have rather have seen something with Jason, like I said all along. Or if you're going to get it, have Wonder Woman and Jason kind of get taken somewhere. You figure out more about what's going down and all that. But yeah, besides that, and then it's just you know crazy. I, I just I didn't like it. But what what did you give it? 
Well, I was happy enough that it actually, you know, did not just stop us from our regular story and continue to it to some degree, giving us some background into who the Dark Gods are. But I like the art, and because of that aspect, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Yeah, I'm giving it a 5-5, five, five. and the thing is about not stopping the regular deal, it's only because he forced this in the last panel yep. of the last deal. So it, it kind of was a detour anyway that he forced into the road uh, to go. It's just you didn't have to stop for traffic at any point. Right. You just went right to the detour. So I, I thought it was kind of a bit of nonsense. But, Eric, that's it. That is it for the podcast. I'm going to tell you and everybody else what we're going to be talking about on the main podcast this weekend. If I could find that file, Eric, I'm looking right now. Uh, and – you know, I don't know. I was just going to say I liked the books this week, but I, personally, my books I thought were a little off. I was very upset as I was reviewing. I was yelling at people in the uh, the Slack chat like, boy, I'm not enjoying my books and things like that. But I, I actually realize now, Eric, I like to talk to you about them either Ooh. way. So there you go. That's the only thing that sustains me, Eric, is the love. I'm going to hit you with a, a double dose of love tomorrow, big You're boy. You're going to burn me up. Uh, we have. Now, right Right away, I'll just spell out, we already had Batman Prelude to the Wedding, Nightwing versus Hush, number one, and The Unexpected on a, a Patreon-only spotlight that comes out the same time that this one does. We're also having Batman number 48 as its own separate spotlight on Patreon. So right there, those are taken out. The book that you just heard, Wonder Woman Annual number two, you just listened to, so we don't have that on the main podcast as well. So this is what you will have, Eric. Such hits as Cyborg number 23. Oh, good. I'm telling you, I'm like, yeah, we're not going to have Batman the Prelude, but Cyborg, people. <laughs> Come on, Cyborg! Uh, we have Deathstroke number 32, which continues. I think it's the third part of the Deathstroke yes. versus Batman story. Uh, we have Green Arrow number 41. Marguerite Scott jumps on for a two-issue arc before the Bensons start up their main run in August. We have Green Lanterns number 48. Kind of like a same thing Two in Carter that book. as well until Dan yeah. Jurgens jumps on at 50. Until Dan Jurgens goes. We have Harley Quinn number 43. Eric? Same thing. It's Chris Sabella on this one until oh, Sam Humphreys jumps on the book. And this is like these weird transitions are going on right now. You have Justice League number one. Obviously, that's a huge book. Scott Snyder's first issue. You're going to get a little bit of a Legion of Doom deal there. We have Nightwing number 45, which continues Ben Percy's run on Nightwing that involves tech. Eric, tech. The Man of Steel number two. Uh, two of six. That's going with the whole deal. You know, Brian Uncle Ben is jumping on, so we'll see what's going on with that. And that's it. That is the podcast, and we'll see. Uh, Jeremy may talk exit stage left. The Snagglepuss Chronicles number sorry, six, Jeremy. which I'm sure that that ends that. Uh, but yeah, there you go. There's the podcast. It sounds wonderful, but we'll be talking about that. Also, reading listener mail, possibly rant and raves, but that might be its own separate podcast again because things are coming in and they're a little long, Eric. So I don't mind that. I actually, some people have said they really enjoy that separate rant and rave podcast. So I, I don't mind either way, but we'll get that and all that jive we'll be talking some nonsense stories and probably maybe bring up some food items we usually talk about that but eric what do we say at the end turn that spotlight off oh!